Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Empire of the Cop podcast. With us here today, we of course have the lovely Peter Kenny Jones. I'll be your host, Farrell Keeling. And we're joined by the also rather lovely Sean Stetson, digital editor of The Globe and a Red Sox fan. And we have the equally lovely Jeff Taylor, host of the Fly Penguins Fly podcast and a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. What unites us all? We all happen to be fans of clubs owned by Fenway Sports Group. Um, and we shall be diving into that in some length um, today. Um, I, I mean, I suppose just to just to kick things off, um, guys, I, I, I want to just start with what is, I suppose, the general feeling in the fan base around Fenway Sports Group. I mean, I mean Sean, I imagine you'll, you'll, you'll have a lot. To, <laughs> you'll have a lot to kick us off with. And I imagine about that man right there that Jeff is referring to. Um, just want to give us just a taste of what the, the general feeling is in the, in the Red Sox fan base around John Henry and Fenway Sports Group. All right. So John Henry, I mean, so it's we're coming at a difficult time right now. So I'm a little bit happy with him actually, because he's actually, he's paid someone for once. Right. I mean, so when I was in Boston a few weeks ago, uh, just to take you back a little bit, I was at a winter classic and I was just walking around Fenway and I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's John Henry. So I whip out my phone. I mean, cause the guy, okay. I'm not going to, Sugarcoat words. He looks like a creep to me. I don't like him. I'll just face <laughs> that over. So, like, when I see him, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, that's John Henry." <clears throat> so I whip out my phone and I just I take a video and I start, you know, yelling at him. But I'm like nice about it because I could have been a lot meaner. I could have been, you know, sell the club, you know, pay attention to soccer, or I'm sorry, soccer or football. What do you guys prefer? Football. Got it. Okay. <laughs> For that, for that case, I'll just say football, all right? But I whip out the phone. I take a video. I, I think nothing of it. I send it to my buddies, and then I post it on Twitter, and it goes viral, right? I mean, 300,000 views. I think I, I just paid. watched it this morning. That was your video saying, was, yeah, hey, Rafi, you know it's worth it? Yeah. yeah, that's me. That was you? I just watched yeah. it right before I came by. And I, I mean, I'm at, the Winter Cla- I'm at the Winter Classic, and I, I have <laughs> shitty seeds for the – the, the game because I'm thinking like a Red Sox fan. I, I'm behind home plate. I'm like ice level. I can't see anything besides the point. Whatever. John Henry, good design. Um, so, I mean, a couple of days later, he gets paid and I'm like, okay, so I don't hate him at the moment. But like this offseason, he's already let players go. Like Xander Bogarts went to San Diego. So, I think he's just cheap. You know what I mean? I just... With all that money, he just doesn't want to pay talent. I mean, so I'm coming at a difficult angle right now because he actually just paid talent. But otherwise, he's got his fingers in so many pots. He just, he's just so greedy. He's so, I think he's like valued, I mean, like $4 billion. I mean, he's got the Red Sox. He's got, you know, the Penguins, Liverpool. He owns so many things. I mean, the network that the Red Sox are played on, Nesson, he owns that too. So he's not just getting like all this money from the teams. He's getting like network, like money. And then he owns part of the newspaper, the globe, not my globe because I'm in Salt Lake community college. But I mean, I just, the guy is a nerd and a creep and I hate him, (laughs) but I don't hate him at the moment because he paid someone for once, but it's been a rough like 10 or 12 
I don't even know how long he's been here. He brought me my first championship as a Red Sox fan, but I feel like that's made it worse because he just wants to win, lose, make money. And the seats are just ridiculously expensive. But, like, sometimes, like, this last year, it was awful as a Red Sox fan. We lost, like, all the time. We're, like, last place. And we're not used to last place. We're usually making the playoffs. So, he's just not putting a team on the field to compete lately. It's interesting hearing (laughs) – it's really – no, it's interesting hearing you say this because it it feels, certainly from a Liverpool point of view – that we're coming from a sort of similar angle. You know, we've, we, we had a lot of consternation over the summer about uh, Mohamed Salah, um, loads of fan pressure about, you know, extending his contract. And eventually that came through likewise. But there's still this, I suppose, perception coming off the back of a situation where we've been very successful as a football club, you know, winning the Premier League, the Champions League, regularly being, you know, being in cup finals and competing in Europe. I mean, Jeff, I'm going to come to you here because obviously you're, you're kind of, newer to the scene in terms of having FSG as, as, as your owners. Um, but I, I just want to get your perspective, I guess, on, on Fenway Sports Group, um, what your general perspective is, um, I suppose, before they bought uh, the Penguins and how it is now, as presumably after some research and obviously seeing how uh, the situation with Liverpool and Red Sox fans and how they react to the yeah, it's kind of like, uh, first of all, great to meet you all, Sean, Pete, and Farrell, and thanks for having us all, all on. And, you know, it's like showing up to high school and everybody knows the secret word that you're supposed to say in the men, in the boys' room when, like, you want to not get beat up. And, like, I don't know the secret word yet, so you're just taking a couple of twisters or a couple of nookies or whatever and figuring it out. But, you know, we're so fresh off of such success in the Penguins' world uh, at least <clears throat> that's not how most Penguins fans look at it, but I like to bring that on the podcast. It's like, folks, the banners in the rafters still have creases in them. They haven't even settled yet. Like back-to-back Stanley Cups in 16 and 17. So even though FSG weren't a part of that, it's certainly part of what they were hoping to either buy into or since I'm not a businessman, maybe they're not thinking that way. Maybe they're seeing the end of the Sidney Crosby era as my – Penn's ticket rep is calling me as I speak right now. Um, (laughs) You know, we don't have much of an impression of John Henry and the FSG just yet. We've heard that they're planning to install a new scoreboard, like a new Jumbotron in the center of the arena at some point. Uh, There was a rumor it might be mid-season that they might try to do it during the All-Star break. I hope that's not the case because I'm signed up to skate on the PPG Paints Arena ice during the all-star break don't want a Buffalo Sabres situation where the Chumbotron comes down in the middle of some maintenance that's happening. Um, so yeah, the dew is still wet on the grass. Have, you know, you have a couple of people, familiar names that are out and you have one big familiar name that's still in, uh, in more of a ceremonial sense in Mario Lemieux, who still is a partial, but minority owner, uh, obviously face of the franchise even with Sidney Crosby there, Mario Lemieux is very much still the name in Pittsburgh Penguins hockey. So I think John Henry and his, and his FSG are, are per what Sean said earlier, kind of skulking, like, John's a creep, John's a weirdo. Little, little British. Uh, uh, no, no uh, uh, I don't know that John's a creep. We haven't had creepy John. We haven't had John uh, really... <laughs> 
become a part of the zeitgeist here just yet. We haven't been seeing his rover parked outside of PPG Paints Arena, and we haven't, like, that moment hasn't really happened yet. So unless you were at the Winter Classic, uh, you wouldn't have really seen him. There hasn't been a press conference since right at the very beginning, maybe, when they first bought in. I don't even recall that being a big deal on Penguin's Twitter. So they're really in the background. They're letting us do the work of watching our team play themselves out of the playoffs. Yeah, well, it, it obviously, from a Liverpool perspective as well, it's, it's really interesting to hear what everyone thinks. Obviously, I'll, I'll put out there, baseball and ice hockey aren't exactly top of my list of things I know very much about. So you'll have to forgive me. And I'm sure I'll speak for a lot of Liverpool fans who Maybe not all of them, maybe I'm just the most ignorant one, but we definitely won't know all the all the terms and everything, but it's just interesting to hear like the overall feelings and, and so obviously Jeff, you're still new to it. Interesting to hear there that he was you know, you said he was going to work on the on the jumbo son, as you said, um, which is already an interesting way for me. Um but obviously I know from with Fenway um, Fenway Park where you play, we've we've had a few friendlies there over the summer and I, from what I gather it's a historic stadium somewhere that you all wanted to be a part of and rather than moving you've tried to build it up that's pretty much is what's happened at Anfield as well as it's a historic place for us and, and for all the football and I think there aren't many if any Liverpool fans who would ever want to leave Anfield so to see that we've now if you know or if you don't know we've got two brand new stands one's getting built one's done looks amazing the stands are so much better we've got a new training ground that so we've moved from the one that we were there from the 1950s and now we've got this brand new place it's a whole complex it's it has all the kids in as well it's not just the main team it's you know it's massive and he's definitely put a lot of money in but at the same time we've had like issues saying where fans saying he's not investing in the club we're falling behind other teams he's not buying the big players so it's it's similar of like maybe his priorities or you know if you can see it being built in front of you you think oh well there's his money that's what he's spending so maybe that's you know it's all cloak and daggers what he's trying to do and but it's obviously just just interesting what you said and, and I think you know, we we wanted to ask more questions and stuff like that so obviously maybe if we go into investing in your squad I know again Jeff it's it's new days for you but if we start with Sean just like since he's been your owner like where are you within everyone else of him spending money like compared to other teams in in your league well baseball is it's a tricky business uh so i'm not sure if you're familiar with the salary cap like you can only spend so much and you have no wiggle room well baseball there is no salary cap because it's just salary cap is designed to you know make it more an even playing field um, so other teams have a chance. In baseball, you can spend as much as you want, and if you go over a salary tax, you pay a tax on your team. Well, John doesn't want to pay a tax, so he doesn't ever go over the luxury tax. I'm still confused about the whole baseball salary system, so it's hard to put on a scale where we are compared to other teams because in our own division, the New York Yankees, they just always spend more than every other team in the league. And like you said, he has made improvements into the stadium itself because it is historically, you know, old. And he's put seats on the Green Monster and stuff like that. So he's put a lot of money into the team, but not into the team. (laughs) So once he gets that success, he builds a brand, right? And then he just – he wants to build that brand up and make it appear that he's competing when he's just not paying talent. And he's relying on the minor league system – to just really save his, his bacon. But I mean, 
we have won full World Series, so I'm like, oh, man, this guy stinks. He, he never pays anybody, but we win. So it's like you guys are and you, and you won, that. And you won with John. Yes, all, all four of them with him. So yeah. it's hard for me. I mean, I still hate him, you know, because there's – I mean, cool. We won, but I don't give him credit. You know what I mean? Like – I give the GM credit or I give the players credit because he's an owner and he signs checks and he doesn't even know. He probably doesn't even know who the players are. I don't, I don't, I firmly believe that he just, you know, shows up in October like, Oh, nice. This is cool. All right. That's it. Well, I that's just, a, I, a question I have for you, Sean would be, I just did some brief reading. Um, and I, I saw that the somewhat recently the, baseball operations were fully handed off to this bloom person, right? Is it Chaim bloom? Yeah. Uh, So he's the GM. I mean, he's doing the best he can with what he's given. So I I firmly believe that John Henry is like, okay, you can spend this much, but don't spend this much because I'm not paying no tax because I'm cheap. And I mean, all this time I was like, okay, you don't want to pay people because you want to pay your football club. Fine. But now I'm hearing that's not the case. Like, where is this money? He's just, like, sitting on it like a pot of gold. I just – I don't understand what he's doing. I don't yeah. like it. He just doesn't sign our players. But So I'm coming at a disadvantage because he, he did just sign Rappy Devers. And he's on, my, he's on my good list for now. But this is the actual – this is the actual uh, – I'm very large. This is the full-size three-foot by two-foot uh, oak tag that you know, was confiscated at the – at the door, but that's I right. It. It was I mean, that I, that I stole. <laughs> it's 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 a real weird uh, situation when the security who is paid by John Henry s- confiscated that sign. When it doesn't say anything bad, it's just saying what we're all thinking. So I mean, that and picture it, and, also and it's, it's on it's on color code like colorway. Yeah. Message. It's both Penguins and Bruins, which was another confusing aspect of that Winter Classic event. I never I even thought. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to get uh, Jeff's sort of sense on this, because, you know, he's coming into this completely, you know, he's both Red Sox and Liverpool fans have plenty of experience now with John Henry and, and FSG. I mean, I mean, how does it compute with you, Jeff, in terms of, I suppose, the, the fin- firstly, the financial limitations in ice hockey and what, what has been the initial messaging from Fenway, from John Henry? Uh, what, what promises have been made to the Penguins and what, what's been the fan reaction? Is there a sense that okay, you know, we're we're back on, we're going to be back on the right track in terms of winning Stanley Cups, you know, getting all the silverware in? Well, it's it's really it's really up to us to to interpret what we think might have been said simply through other things that haven't been said by our general manager. Uh, for any football fans across the pond who might not be as familiar with the NHL or, or baseball fans out there, you know, star goaltender and an infamous goaltender in Ron Hextall, uh, who are is the current Penguins GM, it actually took part owner and famous hockey player who is Mario Lemieux, who's the uh, Stanley Cup champion with the Penguins, took his teeth out with his goalie stick at one point in a game. Now, those two are currently owner and GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Ron Hextall, infamously a Philadelphia Flyers goaltender, would be our chief rival cross-state here. So now he's in the chair. I'm at the point where 
not only am I starting to wonder if Ronnie is asleep in the seat as GM, but that he might be wide awake and intentionally sabotaging his longtime rival Pittsburgh Penguins from the inside like a tarantula hawk wasp who stun a live tarantula, keep it alive, implant a baby, drag the tarantula back into its tarantula hole, cover it up like nothing happened. Uh, so there's a bit of nothing happening right now, or it's, so it seems to be. I attended prospect camp in the summertime when we, we actually just moved here to Pittsburgh. I was doing my podcast about the Penguins from afar, about six hours east in Jersey City. And now I'm doing it from here in Pittsburgh. So as soon as we got here, it just happened to align with summer prospect camp in the offseason. I went there. I could see Ron Hextall, our general manager, in his office, just above ice level, animatedly talking on a speakerphone call with somebody or another. And then sure enough, there were some trades made. The Penguins did acquire uh, some players who ended up becoming an important part of what we call the bottom six, right? those bottom two offensive uh, lines, until they were – seriously injured and haven't played in the last, you know, two to three weeks. And I'm sure all, uh, all four of us know all about key players going out for injury and just saying, well, as soon as so-and-so comes back, we'll be back at full strength and the season will be back on the rails. Um, yeah. I, I'm really getting a kick. I didn't realize how fun it was going to be to be here with <laughs> Pete and Farrell and Sean. And we, it's, it's kind of like we're all children from the same, um, uh, uh, f- f- foster system or something who are all looking for dad <laughs> we're all wondering when dad is going to bring uh, you know so so I don't I don't really know I know that I know that Penguins fans who are more journalistically astute than I am or have been in the game for a little longer than me and certainly my journalist uh, acquaintances that I've learned to to get gotten to know from the athletic and, and si.com and some people that have come on the podcast. It's like, they seem to really feel like there are specific pieces that need to get brought in. My question is, and throw it back to the, uh, to the football guys here maybe, but to what extent have Liverpool FC fans found that John really holds the purse strings back or is it that he just doesn't, Influence forward movement enough, you know. Oh, I don't mind taking that. I think think maybe similar to what Sean said, I'm not sure if if it's similar to what you were trying to touch on, Jeff, as well. I think we've got Jurgen Klopp, he's our manager, and I think there's a a big ethos around him is he doesn't like to do what Man City do, which what you said New York Giants do, go and sign blank checks and buy every player around the world. He likes to build a player up, he likes to sign them for half the amount, make them be worth three times the amount in a few years' time and by being a good manager. So I think you know part of it could just be that Jurgen Klopp doesn't want to spend big money. We've had issues where we've needed a goalkeeper and a centre-back. We've gone and broke the bank. We've broke world records to go and sign the keeper and the defender that we needed. But then in recent years, I haven't spent big money on players. And then at the moment, there's a massive outcry that we need to sign a midfielder. In the summer, people were saying it should have happened. It hasn't happened. We've got a January transfer window, so we've only got this month to sign another player. It still hasn't happened. But Klopp saying in his press conferences, you know, I, we've got enough players here. We don't need to sign them. But every time you get a bad result, FSG out is trending on Twitter. I'm not sure if you've got similarly volatile fans who, who like to go on, on Twitter and social media. But it seems to be when we lose, it's it's John Henry's fault. And, and when we're winning, it's thanks to Jürgen Klopp, which, you no, know, I probably... You can't disagree with too much because we all love Jürgen Klopp, but 
that it is a bit unfair, maybe if you look at it from that sense, then what what more can John Henry do if the manager isn't wanting to spend money? But I'm not sure if, if you agree with that, Farrell. Or... Yeah, no, I think largely I agree with that. It's a weird, it's a weird situation, similar to the Red Sox example. You know, he came in with the club was close to you know going bankrupt, going into administration. Came in, saved the club. You know, changed manager four or five years later, and we've just started winning everything. But again, largely due to the manager, we had a world class recruitment team. We were, we were just getting we were just getting it right every time with the money that we had, and we just built this ridiculously good squad. Uh, we're just now in a situation where the teams that are above us are you know, and they're funded by say Petro States, you know, so the likes of uh, the private investment fund from I, I think it's Saudi Arabia. I could be wrong on that. Um, extremely wealthy people are funding the likes of Manchester City, now Newcastle United, Chelsea have got rich owners. Uh, we're far behind on that. So we're, we're, we're paying with what we've, we've, we've gone on a policy of sustainability. So we, what we bring in, we, t- we spend nothing more, nothing less. And now that's just, we're in a situation now where it's just no longer even comparable to what's going out of the other clubs that we're competing with at the top end of the table. So now we're in a situation we've obviously had, I, I don't know to what extent, COVID has played a part in uh, the, the Penguins and the Red Sox. But from the Liverpool fans' perspective, we can tell you it's massively damaged our recruitment. So with the last senior midfielder we bought was four and a half years ago, a, a man called Thiago Alcantara. Um, we've not bought a, a midfielder since then, um, realistically. And we've desperately needed one. That's been clearly a problem area. Every Liverpool fan can go, right, this is the area we've needed to strengthen for, for the last four years. We haven't done that. We're still not doing that. We're in a situation where we're going to lose three players from that position in the summer. So we're looking at just bringing in two to three players just to replace what we've lost, let alone build upon. Um, so it's, I think it's difficult. I think we can see a lot of areas where Fenway have gone right. We're going to see a lot of areas where they've gone wrong. Um, there's, there's issues that I'm sure Pete will be obviously familiar with in terms of furloughing staff during COVID, um, attempting to trademark Liverpool, um, attempting to get us into the European Super League, which is a, a massively unpopular move as far as football is concerned. Um, so there's a lot of areas where they've gone wrong and they've reached a point now where it's clear on their end, just as much as Liverpool fans end, that they've gone as far as they can with Liverpool and the time feels right from a sporting sense, from their business sense, to you know, sell in full or seek investment. So I I, I don't know whether that that explanation also uh, translates well across the pond, and if it's a similar sort of situation. Uh, but from yeah, that that's our point of view. Um, well, just to, just on touch aspect. on that follow as well, sorry. We obviously all have in common, and again, sorry, Jeff, I know you're similar, but we've had that. We've won a lot of things under them, so you can't like you can't complain. We've got, as I say, you've got a much better stadium. You've just said your, your your best players has been given a big contract. Our stadium's much improved. We've won literally every single trophy it's possible for us to win since he's been in charge. But at the same time, there's, there's still frustration around. You want to make the next step. So it, you know, if you're speaking on like playing devil's advocate, you say, what more can he do if you don't want to? Because I know for Liverpool fans, we don't want to be that club that goes and spends four hundred million pounds on a player. We don't want to be that club. We like a lot of the things like you want to work hard, you want to get your players, and you want to like work them up. Pretty much what Jurgen Klopp wants to do. So maybe if we say from from that side, do you, like where in terms of spending, we said before where you are with everyone else, but 
Like, do you think that he can be maybe unfairly judged if you maybe take a step back and try and view it as a neutral? Like, what more could he have done in this period? Do you think to have made you better, and, and can he do for you, Jeff? Uh, I thought maybe Sean was going to go. I'll just say quickly in response to what you said, Pete. Uh, you know, you made me think something, and Sean, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this too, from the Sox perspective, Ollie. Uh, Ollie-ins. I don't say that word. It's a Pittsburgh thing. It's like instead of y'all, like you hear from the American South, yins is a thing. Y-I-N-Z is a thing here in Pittsburgh. I can't appropriate it because I'm not from the from the neighborhood. So curious to hear what yins have to say. Um, <laughs> FSG came in. You mentioned uh, Fenway Park a second ago, Pete, about you know what Sean had mentioned. Sean Sesson had mentioned about uh, uh, the improvements on the Green Monster, et cetera. You know, I just want to look at that from a slightly different perspective. Did they make the stadium better? Perhaps. But Fenway Park, like, every time I say that, every time I heard Sean say it or, or you know, Farrell mentioned earlier, whomever, that hits you in the heart when you hear those words. Like, I've never been to Fenway Park, but the Green Monster and the legend of Fenway Park and the way they put the numbers up, you know, on the scoreboard, Everything about where it's located in Boston, and I've certainly seen it from outside as a, as a tourist from New Jersey coming up there as a kid, uh, is a legend. It's a legend place. Even when the Sox were losing for many years, it was a legendary place. Uh, I'm sure you all feel the same way about about the cop is the nickname of, of, of the field, right? About M- Anfield? One of the stands, yeah. So it's one of the one stands, stands so sorry. Yeah. And... And although PPG Paints Arena was recently called Console Energy Arena, and in fact, it's actually a pretty new place, the Penguins crest and what the Penguins are in the NHL is a legend. I don't care how you slice it, how much you hate the Penguins. Penguins fan base itself is a thing. It's just a first-class feeling of of, of a team to root for. It doesn't mean that you're going to win every year. It doesn't mean that our our stadium's as famous as Fenway. Each of our clubs have a legendary aspect to them. Like, and, and the Red Sox and the Penguins have had a tremendous amount of banners hung uh, when you look at how often a team gets to experience that in Liverpool so recently. It was 2020, right? You had your last uh, chance. We won the league, yeah. That's yeah last time I, 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 mean, I mean, we can all still feel that, folks. We can all still feel the din, the buzz of that. However, that's not the way it... That's not the way we go through our days as we follow today's club or today's standings. So, you know, I'll, I'll throw it back to whomever, to Sean or, or, or to you all. But, you know, they kind of came in and talk about not appropriating the word yins. FSG comes in and kind of puts on the suit of this of this franchise they buy. They don't have to do that much. And I'm sure they feel that way. I'm not sure that's why we see so much inactivity at times. It's because, like, the Penguins will continue to sell themselves, in our case, until Sidney Crosby and Yevgeny Malkin retire and, and even beyond. The city will will come and support the team unless it's absolute dumb. So, I don't know. Yeah, called Sean. <laughs> Let her rip, Sean. <laughs> oh, man. So, it's just so interesting to, to hear from Jeff because he's so new in the whole, you know, <laughs> To John Henry sweepstakes that he hasn't been hurt like us, right? <laughs> I mean, 
his it's like that Matthew McConaughey movie Interstellar is just like banging on the future like no don't be happy about John Henry signing with you <laughs> like he's going to ruin your franchise but he might help you win but it's so annoying right i mean cool he's helped us win world series and a few like premier cups i don't know i don't know anything about football but i mean he, you guys have won and it's it's like he it's it's made him entitled to just not give a crap about the team to not improve it, but like make little minor, like, Hey, cool, cool new stand you got there. Hey, concessions might go down a couple bucks. So don't worry about that. But it's just like, I know that we're entitled and spoiled by the winning that he has like helped us win, but it doesn't mean he could just sit back and just watch the club just go down. You know what I mean? You have, I mean, you guys, you said you haven't signed a midfielder in like four and a half years. That's like not, Signing, I don't understand that. If that's a glaring need, he's just what? Well, I think I think we got a good club here, so I'm gonna go back over the pond and just watch my my penguins play in my stadium that I own. It's like I don't understand him. I hate him. I mean, I, I have always had this like misconception that okay, cool, he doesn't want to pay any Red Sox players. Well, he, I guess he's putting all that money into you know Liverpool. And now come to find out, where is that money going? He's not signing anybody. He's just, like, putting it in his little Range Rover and driving off to who God knows where. I don't understand what he's doing. So, I mean, <laughs> so when that, that video I made went viral, I saw some of the comments. You guys have a very loyal fan base because they were – I was like, what is going on? What is Klopp? I don't know. Like, people are like, wait till, they hear wait till he hears a Klopp. And I'm like – uh, okay, you guys, cool, man, but like, I don't understand what's going on. And so you guys are in the same position as us, just like different. I mean, it's a different sport, obviously. So are you guys really hoping that he sells the club? I mean, what what do you want to happen? Mm. Yeah, I mean, before, do, do, do you want to go first, Pete? <laughs> well, I just think for us, it's I'm probably more of a sympathizer of FSG than a lot of people are. And I think, as I said before, a lot of the, the hate is on social media. I think if you go to Anfield, go the match. I don't think there's there's no never shouts of John Henry out, you know, FSG burning hell, or we're not calling them creeps like you are. We're just we're just watching the match, and as you say, we can appreciate that. Before he came in, first of all, like, we, were, we were very close to going out of business. He came in and, and bought us when we were like at, at the very lowest point with George Gillette and Tom Hicks. So we've always had a debt to him of the fact that he, he did definitely get us out of, of that position. He then brought in, as we said, the best manager that we've possibly had in half a century. And then to to have that and win stuff, it, it's hard to then turn against someone, which I, I know we have kind of touched on before. But he's a... Um, I think with new investors, the the problem is within football. And again, I don't know about your sports as much, but for for us to take the next step in terms of competing with Man City, Chelsea, you go into the murky waters of, of money from Qatar, which is who our biggest links are, and Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. And then it comes into question, you know, morally, do you want these people to be in charge of your club? Because as much as you might not like John Henry and FSG, I don't think you know he's going and doing some of the the terrible things we've seen that are getting done in Qatar and other countries. That you know, I don't wish to generalise, but he's definitely not as linked to those type of crimes and, and being immoral and inhuman as those other people are. So we're at a weird bit in our in where we are in our journey as a club. Is do we go and take the next step? Do we welcome the money from anyone? And we don't care where it's come from. 
or do we stay safe with John Henry? But we've also now got the the middle ground where he's maybe just looking for investment. So we might have a, a half and half where we have got half dodgy money and half this broker doesn't want to spend the money, which is what some people perceive him to be. So it's it's an interesting point. I, I would welcome a new owner if we start spending money. But you don't, again, we don't want to spend stupid money, buy every player, ruin what you're trying to build up, and then you don't want the money that's coming from the bad angle, so it's hard. I think the majority of people would say, yes, I think it's probably time for the seller club, find new owners, let's see what happens. But it's not as black and white as that, is it, Farrell? And I know it's a lot of subject at the moment, but yeah, I don't know if you agree that we need to sell or don't sell, but yeah. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance kind of, to, kind of to it, and I suppose the biggest fear is, you know, that you, you get someone who's worse and who's just going to either... Use it as a vehicle, club to, as a vehicle to make money on their end, and happily see the team coast by in the middle of the table, just enough to be making profit, but not enough to be winning any silverware. Or the other end of the scale, loads of money, but you know, blood money, effectively for all intents and purposes. So it, it's it's a very narrow array of potential owners out there who aren't completely awful people, but have the money to be able to sustain a club of <clears throat> Liverpool Football Club stature. Um, it, it, it's, it's very difficult. Um, there are options out there. I, I think one, one, very early on when Liverpool announced, when Fenway announced that they were going to consider a full sale, uh, one of the options that were linked was um, Steve Ballmer, um, who, who I believe is one of the more popular owners uh, in the NBA. Um, and I think looking at his profile, I think every Liverpool fan would have been would have been quite happy to have had him. Unfortunately, of course, he's come out and he said that, you know, look, I'm not interested in expanding my portfolio. I've got enough on my hands as it is. Fair enough. Um, from my point of view, I think it's difficult. I remember what it was like uh, with our previous owners. I remember how, how bleak those days were. So I'm grateful for the situation where we are now. Uh, but I'm of the mind that in the current market and how the situation's going in the Premier League, I think they've probably taken us as far as they can. And I think a full sale is probably the most ideal outcome for that, not just for us, for them as well. You know, in terms of the value of the club now is the highest it's probably ever going to be under their tenure. I think anything the next few years, it might stay the same or go down depending on the success we have. But they're probably not going to be able to sell it for for more money than they are right now at this second, it just depends on the interest they have. I, I don't know. I mean, Sean, from from your end, sorry, sorry, Jeff, you, you wanted to come in with a point. I just wanted to respond to what you were saying about the value of of, of Liverpool, which is, <clears throat> my gosh, if we needed a, a road sign to tip us off as to what the plan was, I mean, these folks with lots of money, uh, they don't. They usually get it because either they or someone in their family or some partner of theirs made a smart move at some point to become that wealthy, right? So maybe this is very much part of the plan was to jack up the value of the club, have a championship occur under their watch. So maybe Penguins fans can think to themselves, well, both of those clubs, the Sox, I know you're like <laughs> that Matthew McConaughey thing again, but maybe Penguins fans <laughs> can think to themselves, you know, uh, not tomorrow, but at some point, the plan is for FSG to get us a banner. You, you both have gotten them. Don't forget, you can't. We can't unget the banner. The, the Red Sox have a recent World Series, and it might not feel as recent. Four four years ago, at right, 2018, they won, and which 
quite recent. I mean, if you talk to Indians fans, I should say no, now called the uh, – gosh, what are they Guardians. even called? The Guardians. Guardians, yeah. I was going to say the Defenders. Um, grew up a big Mets fan and uh, still not used to – I'm all about the new names of the franchises. I just haven't learned them in, in some cases. But uh, the – yeah, I wonder about that. This, this piece of uh, uh, fan memorabilia right here was, was given out at the last uh, Penguins game. And it looks like like this, okay. And this, I wonder, I wonder if this. So here we have at the top Sidney Crosby, number eighty-seven, and then just below him is seventy-one, Evgeny Malkin, and then off looking the other direction, uh, who's had a hell of a, a rough year for himself, both uh, physically and, and family-wise, is Chris Letang, our defenseman. Now, with the exception of Sidney Crosby, who's not never going anywhere, no matter what, because he's on the rush, potentially on the Rushmore of, of hockey, if you add an extra face to the Rushmore. Uh, uh, Malkin and Latang both needed new contracts coming into this year, and there was serious expectation that Evgeny Malkin would not come back. Latang was more likely resigning. Well, we got, we all got what we wanted, right? We all clamored to have the big three come back. We got it, and it was late in the in the off season that these signings were made. And my question is, you know, did we did we get what we wanted? And that is actually the beginning of what Sean was talking about earlier. Like them coming in and saying, oh, is that what you want? Well, that's how we're going to sell tickets, apparently. So you can have what you want. But these older guys, we could have divided that money into smaller, smaller chunks and brought in younger talent to actually build the club and point towards, say, another dynasty or another one or two Stanley Cup championships over the course of five years. But now what we've given you is what you asked for, which is guys that are going to be, that have already won you those three Stanley Cups over the course of the last 10 years or so, 12 years. But they're not going to win you anymore. We kind of know it based on analytics. And uh, we'll continue to jack up that value, as you said. And then once you've lost a few seasons and we've gotten what we need, we'll sell the club (laughs) and move to our island that we own or whatever. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, sure. From your you know, your head was going to fall, fall off at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't, even, I don't even know what's. I mean, you, you're drinking the Kool Aid, man, and I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I really hope. I mean, I don't hope the best for you because I am a Bruins fan, and I hope nothing but the worst for you and your Penguins. Um, but... and, you did, and you did get the last laugh at the Winter Classic. I mean, Jake DeBrusque scores yeah. the game-winning goal and stuffs it right. On a broken right... fibula. On a broken fibula, by the way. Um... I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually a fan of Bruins hockey as, like, a team right now, meaning not a Bruins fan, but I'm a fan of watching the Bruins. I mean, they are a great team. I'm a big fan of – I am a big fan of Brad Marchand. I don't care what anybody says. He's also a Nova Scotia guy, which has a Sidney Crosby link. They train together in the offseason. Well, I can I can go all day about you know hockey, but I want to focus my energy and hatred on John Henry. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'm entitled, I'm spoiled. It's, but it's like, what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? I mean, 2018 was not that far ago. I will give you, but I mean, we signed Rafi Devers this offseason, but we still are like three to four moves away from actually competing this year. So we got what we wanted. He listened. But it's not going to do us any good when the rest of the club is just garbage. You know what I mean? So he did just enough, but he still needs to go more. 
And it's just, this is the same old story with John Henry. He just wants to count his little coins. So I keep calling him a creep, but I don't know any like thing. Like I just, my opinion is that he's a creep and he's just a weirdo. All right. I don't know anything about the, the man. I just know that he's got his fingers in a lot of pots and I don't like it. If you're going to be an owner of a team, own that team. Don't own a Penguins team. That's one of the rivals for the Boston Bruins of the town that you own the Red Sox. Don't go across the pond for some football club. I mean, cool. I love you guys. You guys are great. But I want him to focus on the Red Sox. That's a good and point, it's just, Sean. It's like just, it's like those, those those loyalties and what fans of Liverpool felt at the time that he acquired, say, the, the, the Sox. And now, wait, he had the Sox before he had Liverpool? Is that is that the history of it? Yes. yes. And there's no conflict of interest there. So that worked, right? With the exception of those friendlies or those those occasional traveling games that, that are played in uh, there's no conflict, but now you're, 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 I hear what you're saying. Well, if I can just, just carry off it, sorry, just to say, obviously, maybe our, our penultimate question before maybe Farrell wants to wrap it up, or we can go on a bit longer, whatever. <laughs> um, just just to say, obviously, you know, Jeff, you said we're all, we're all uh, we've all got the same father here. We're all brothers, and when um, John Henry's got his fingers in a few pies, there's obviously a lot of stories about him possibly moving into to basketball and getting another team. So maybe we meet up again next year, and there's there's a, there's a fifth window here, and someone else giving their opinion. But obviously, Sean, you were first, and and Jeff again. Maybe sorry, less affects you. But Sean, you've seen him buy Liverpool, then you've seen him go and buy Pittsburgh Penguins. Now maybe he's going to get a basketball team. I know you kind of touched on it there, but what is like the general fan consensus when you see that? Oh, they're linked with another club because I remember writing on our website about possibly Pittsburgh Penguins being owned by him and. The easy throwaway line you can write on it to, to fill the way account up is will this take away from our, our transfer budget? You know, is this actually good for us? It might be good for him. So obviously it's gonna be similar, but you've seen two teams now, possibly a third. What what is the general consensus when you see that news? Well, I mean, it's like, well, how much are we gonna get of the money? You know what I mean? Like it's I mean, I don't I don't I want I want my toys, you know what I mean? I, I don't want him to go play with other people. I mean, I want him to focus on mine. So it's like when he bought Liverpool, I was like, cool. It's a time difference. I'm going to be asleep when you guys are playing. So I don't really care. Just make sure the Red Sox are winning. And, like, that's worked. But, like, now the Penguins. And it's like, why? Why are you staying where I'm, like, awake and I'm, like, seeing the Penguins winning? And I'm like, wait, their wins could be afforded for my losses right now like the money that you're putting in for the the penguins could be put into the red Sox, and then we wouldn't you know be losing players and having losing seasons where it's not allowed in boston we all win all four teams we have here we win and when one of those teams ends up in last place it leaves a sour taste in your mouth and it's just the then the lack of loyalty comes into play it's like well, John, why didn't why why did we finish in the last place? Well, I have money in Liverpool and I have money in in Pittsburgh, so that's not an excuse. Know. Yeah, I just I don't like it. So I mean, if he owns a basketball team, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I uh, and I live in Utah, and so there's like there's a little place like an hour and a half south of Utah. It's called Las Vegas, and I swear if. He owns a basketball team and brings it to Las Vegas because LeBron James, who is a member of FSG, which is ridiculous, by the way, I hate it. Uh, he wants to own a basketball team too, so I can see that happening already. The like, now I'm just like irritated. Ooh, even more. Now you're getting you're getting yourself so, into 
he's going to own a basketball team within a few years. I can see that. So I'm willing to come back on here and just yell at him again and see how they're doing. But, I mean, it's just the loyalty is a big thing in Boston, a big thing with me. If you're the owner of the team, I want your your complete support for that that team and not just go other places. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think the, probably the best question I can ask just to, to wrap things up and get a good sort of general uh, opinion from the both of you, I, I suppose – Sean, I'm going to start with you first, as as the <laughs> as the longest known sufferer. Um, but <laughs> I suppose, generally speaking, what are you hoping to see for, as a Red Sox fan from your team, and specifically with the link to FSG? What are you hoping to see from Fenway Sports Group and John Henry? You know, in the short term and the long term. Oh man. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I usually don't even care about the owner. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. It's not like, man, I hope ownership really – I mean, it's more on the GM, like, go find the players, sign them. So, in the short term, I want them to just, you know, put a team on the field this season that's not going to end up in last place. Long term, I want to see them develop their talent, keep that talent in the house, pay them, and then not have to worry about them leaving for other teams. So, I don't care what John Henry does. Just don't keep letting us be in last place. Open your freaking checkbook – and just sign players. I'm not for like, yeah, sell the team, John, because he does have deep pockets. I mean, if he can own a, a baseball club, a football club, and a hockey club, and potentially a basketball club, I want him to kind of stay because those pockets are deep. I just want him to use that money and put a team on the field that I can be proud of and like not go into every game dreading. I mean, baseball is 162 games. When you go into it knowing that you're going to lose – more than 50% of those games, it's like I'm not excited for baseball this season. And cool, we have Rafi Devers for 11 years. But I think the three of those years, the next three years, are going to be rough if we don't sign anybody. So long term, I want them to put a team around Rafi to where they can compete and get back to you know the World Series, which has only been four years. So, I mean, I understand I'm entitled, I'm spoiled. I don't care. I want to keep winning. I think that's the whole point of sports. You want something that you can see, you know, be successful. So in the long run, just be successful. I don't care what he does. Just don't own a basketball team. That would be so cringy. I would hate that so much. He would be sitting like on the like front court and just not knowing where to watch the game. He would just be looking around. I don't understand. I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him. It's just, <laughs> but I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Well, Jeff, I mean, you're the, the newest member of the family and a, a very warm welcome to you. Um, but w- what, are you, what are you expecting? What are you hoping uh, from John Henry and FSG and their partnership with the, with the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, going forward? Well, first of all, I think FSG needs to hire Sean because uh, you kind of laid out the whole plan and now it's your fault when the – Vegas vanguards come into existence or something like that. Um, question for you, sorry, a quick aside, Sean, what is it about? I literally, I know about LeBron James, the basketball player and his history as a basketball player. What is it about him being a part of FSG that irks you? Because I don't know his business history that much. Well, I mean, just as a Celtics fan, I mean, we had a lot of battles with him like throughout. So, I mean, I'm to thinking too hard about this. I'm thinking yeah, too hard about well, this. Yeah. I think of Boston as a whole. So when yeah. – and to have LeBron have some kind of fingerprints on anything Red Sox related just, like, doesn't sit right with me because I don't like him as a person or a player. 
Yeah. Um, so that's basically what it comes down to. Loyalty is a big thing. And if you bring other people from other sports rivalries into my ownership group to where he can make some, you know, effective changes, I don't like that. I don't care if he brings the the bottle of Coke down a couple bucks. I don't want him anywhere near my, my baseball. So I guess it is kind of weird. And, and I am able to relate because there's – Penguin killer Ron Hextall literally in the general manager chair. It's super surreal, you know? Okay, so I'm looking. I just pulled something up. It's got nothing to do with any of our sports. It's the history of which team won the NBA championship each year. And when you ask, like, what I wanted for the Pittsburgh Penguins, I I, I was trying to remember when it was, and now I'm looking at it in front of me. The Los Angeles Lakers – and this has nothing to do with LeBron's Lakers. I'm talking about back in the time of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and Magic Johnson's career. They won the NBA championship an astounding number of times in, over a certain time period. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, nine championships in 10 years or something. Like the Celtics won like 10 in the 60s in a row. So I don't, I'm not impressed. With no, the absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and is that, are those Bill Russell years? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and by the way, rest in peace, Bill Russell on the Boston sense. You know, I, I kept, I kept my copy of the paper with him. Just a, some beautiful interviews were done with Bill t- toward the end of his life and gorgeous photography of him with like all of his rings on his huge hands. Uh, he really seemed like a, a great ambassador for, for the game, but yeah, uh, what do I hope and what do I think and what do I expect for the short and long term? I expect the Pittsburgh Penguins are on the verge of a major rebuild. They basically are, right? And I I wonder whether, number one, FSG is going to even be a part of that. How long do they stay around? Uh, what do, what do, they, do they get scared off by um, a major injury happening? to one of the, the core players to whom they've promised so much money, who themselves may not be worth that much to another team, you know, that the Penguins will essentially have to just trade for a first round, a late first round pick and uh, a couple of other small names or something. But you said, you all said it. I'm new. I'm new to the, to the, to the neighborhood. I'm going to learn by reading up more on Liverpool FC and, and their history with John Henry's group. I'm going to learn by, uh, going to Utah and apprenticing with Sean, uh, both both as a as a as a fan of, a, of an FSG team. But no, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I, you know, the Penguins more on the hockey sense, and I apologize for, for for going a little more micro on it. But you know, we we, we have a lot of injuries right now, and I think it's going to be very interesting if we're at our lowest point right now. The Penguins are at their, their absolute hockey worst, and I'd say. Some would argue going all the way back to the very beginning of Crosby's career in 2004 when he first was drafted, the Penguins did not make the playoffs that year. And that was the last time the Penguins did not make the playoffs. And it's kind of hard to make, you know, you all know enough about, we all know enough about each other's sports to know it's hard to compete in these leagues because they are the most famous leagues for the most famous sports in in some of the richest countries in the world. So, uh, and I will correct you, though, Pete, from earlier. You mentioned the New York Giants. I did grow up. Uh, I think you met New York Yankees. I Johnny. did grow up. I was already guessing. All good. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I hate them both. So I hate the Yankees <laughs> and the Giants. So. I don't know if you know this, Pete. 
But back in the 1950s, there was a major league baseball team called the New York Giants. And I lived, I grew up in the town where a very elderly Bobby Thompson, former member of the New York Giants, lived and, and was enjoying his retirement. So when I would play Little League Baseball, Mr. Thompson would be hanging around on opening day and sign all of our gloves and sign all of our baseball caps and all that. He hit what was called the shot heard around the world, not to be confused with the shot heard around the world that Sean and I are both big fans of, which happened in Lexington and Concord, which began we don't have the to process go down that. We don't have to of go expelling down that the Brits from the 13 colonies. Oh, 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 sorry. You just, you left on your own accord. You left on your own accord. It was I really don't care. <laughs> but that has to do with ownership groups, right? And it no longer being of value, as the Brits would say, with the troubles with the colonies. Uh, that's the reason it ended. It was no longer of value. Um, I think just keeping about sports. Absolutely Come on, not. John Henry. Absolutely We're all friends not. now. <laughs> do we want to talk about the – we're not talking about the Boston Massacre. Oh, that was the Winter Classic. Sorry. Um, so I don't know. I, I have a feeling that the Penguins are going to turn their fortunes around and start playing a lot better hockey this season. So in the short term, it could mean at least a playoff berth, which would mean more money for FSG. I don't think the Penguins are going to go that far in the playoffs this year. In the long term, it sounds like if I'm smart and I listen to the three of you, in the long term, he's going to drive the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, into the Monongahela River. Yeah, well, you'll see. So my my fiance's family is from Pittsburgh, Altoona originally. So, I mean, I have some love for Pittsburgh, but not when it comes to hockey, uh, since I am an original six fan. I mean, and we're just number one in the league. So you're a Pirates fan? No, I I do love PNC Park, but we're getting off topic here. We're getting off. I, I mean, John Henry sucks. That's what you all should know. But he he does have some, you know, some qualities that could help a sports club. And I hope you guys, you know, have all the success in the world. And he doesn't sell and he actually, you know, buys you a midfielder for the first time in four and a half years. Yes. So, I mean, all, all the good positive vibes. Uh, I, I hate him, but I want him to stay. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just the loyalty of a Red Sox fan is like, you suck, sign somebody. You know, it's not like you suck, sell the club. So, I mean, I don't want him to sell the club because he's got deep pockets. So, um, I want him to buy people. But I want the people to be good. I don't want the – he's just – he sent out a lot of awful contracts, and that's what I'm worried about. I don't know if he he can successfully evaluate good talent. So, I'm hoping that that, that, cha- that changes. So, can, can I do I, have to get to class oh, soon here. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, we can wrap up. That's all right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Jeff. No, it's okay. I was going to say that quick. If if we were all in the pub, I think we'd um, be having a few more pints and we'd be here till <laughs> four in the morning. But it's I good mean, to I share the stories. Talk about this forever. So <laughs> I know, it's, you guys it's, back. Well, definitely. I think you know. For, for speaking as a Liverpool fan, taking a step back, I think there'll be a lot of things that we can learn by listening to you two, and I hope vice versa. And you know, it, you you get very insular, but you forget when you're John Henry, he's looking at all three of these things the same way, isn't he? So it's. Yeah. It's interesting to hear how similar things are. Maybe Jeff, you'll you'll get proven wrong. Maybe we'll be sold, Sean. You know, it's it's Fenway Sports Group, so we might be there forever. So sorry about that, but we'll see what happens. And as I say, maybe next year we'll be back with a basketball bloke here as well. But yeah, we'll get, leave it over to Farrell today to wrap yeah. up. Well, uh, I mean, I can tell you one thing, gents. We've definitely got a few potential titles for this podcast <laughs> just out of Sean's final section, uh, which I'll be certainly very seriously considering. Um, but yes, if you've been listening, this has been the Empire of the Cop 
podcast. We've had two very passionate and lovely fans across the pond. We've had Red Sox fan Sean Stetson, the digital editor for the Globe. Not to be confused with the Boston Globe, but still an yeah, important You can't globe, get me, John. Nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other side, we have Pittsburgh Penguins fan and the host of the Fly Penguins Fly podcast, which you can just see um, to my left. Um, of the lovely Jeff Taylor. Um, we've had Peter Kenny Jones, my co-host, and I, of course, have been your also other co-host, Farrell Keeling of the Empire of the Cop podcast. Thank you for joining us and take care. <laughs>